0: This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. That's right, that's right. What up, what up? This podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. I need you guys to go on BeatSource.com and check it out. We have got curated playlists for every occasion, every genre, anything you could ever want. Constantly being updated. Constantly new ones are being added. And we've got BeatSource Link. We're the only ones in the game. We're pushing this technology. We're pushing the game forward. Uh, you got to check it out. And you got to you know use it to understand it you're able to dj off the cloud or download these songs onto your software or hardware it's pretty amazing so go check out some tutorial videos on it beatsource.com Thank you to Beat Source for letting us do this podcast and bringing it to the masses. And thank you, the listener, for sticking with us and helping us to create this amazing community. Thank you to all the Beat Sorcerers for rocking with us um, since day one or since whenever you've tuned in. We really appreciate it. Make sure you keep in touch with me and let me know topics questions things you want to talk about at dj spider on instagram at dj spider i put some things in my bio too to help and support um, for black lives matter and for the covid thing going on right now so um keep my bio for that uh, we got to keep the foot on the gas and keep things pushing we got a lot of positive things happening um, and now today i gotta talk about our special guest okay today we have somebody on the show who comes from a family of hip-hop royalty and he continues to carry on the legacy he's a super humble dude that has made his thriving career for himself from scratch yes pun intended okay <laughs> he has gone from he's You know, from running his brand Dope Roots, which brings action sports and music together, to touring the world with ASAP Ferg and releasing music himself, and with his new group Alexander Smash. He's killing it, and he's doing it for all the right reasons. I'm a huge fan of this dude as a DJ, as a musician, and just as a human being. Please give it up for TJ Mizu! Yo, yo, what's happening? We got TJ Mizell on the show today. What up? What up? How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great, bro. I'm doing amazing. Thank you for having me on here today.
0: Yes. Welcome to the 20 podcast. It is an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. Um, how? Yeah. How you doing, dude? Like, obviously, a lot of things are going on in our society, in our lives, and then your personal life, I'm sure. So what, what's going on?
1: Everything's been good, man. Everything's been great. You know, uh, I'm I'm a new dad. As yes, of, as of February 15th. That's like the top of my list at all times right now. You know, no,
0: congrats, DJ, dad life, and you entered into it like during quarantine, pretty much, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like a month, a month before he was born on February 15th. I'm pretty sure we we got locked down. They shut down the NBA on March 12th. Yeah, I remember that being like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm being shut down, like, um, so I'm pretty sure we were shut down ever since then. And yeah, it's it's been crazy since then. It's pretty much been taking care of this little guy with my girl and just yeah, loving on him and stuff. It's it's actually been fun. I can't I can't front. I've had a I've had a great COVID lockdown <laughs> experience with this little guy.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. It's crazy that I, it's like. Obviously this is such a horrible time, the COVID and all that stuff, but um I try to explain to people like that having a kid in your house like shows you this the, the I don't know, the youthful like the future of like what's to come. You know what I mean? You see sure. this like positivity, innocence, everything in their eyes that's <laughs> like, yes, everything is bad right now. We're around all of this bad stuff, but this is the future, you know, and like we're here to like help these kids yeah make it a better future you know like i feel constantly i'll read the news i feel you know crazy and upset but then i feel so inspired and like happy when i look at my son too so i understand yeah, yeah.
1: i can't honestly it's, there, i get i go through these times where i'm really stoked <laughs> on his age right now he just turned four months today so i'm really wow. stoked on this little guy but I see you with your kid, and I'm like, oh, damn, I can't wait to get to that point where I can like talk to him and we can be homies. And, you know, there's like a little more dialogue going on, but I'm really trying to enjoy the fact that he doesn't move around too much right now. He's kind of <laughs> stable. We can put him somewhere and he's going to stay there for the most part. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. Just wait. Yeah. Once he starts moving around, you'll be like, oh, shit, I got to get him. Oh, you're like chasing him all over. Yeah. But, but every, every level is just like, better and better like you said like i get to hang with him now we just watch spider verse you know welcome to the spider verse movie and oh it's amazing that's amazing yeah just talking about that with him he's like oh is that scratching you know the dj's scratching the music and we're talking about you know it's just crazy like our worlds and uh, everything colliding like that so
1: yeah yeah but but beyond 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 that i definitely miss just doing what we do you know i miss djing dude i miss being out there miss being in, in spaces with other people. It's like we've, we've recently been going out and hanging out with her family, my girl's family, and um, like hanging out with my family as well. It was her birthday recently, so we kind of did a little get-together. To get yeah. It's interesting when you're around like a group of more than five people you kind of just don't even know how to act anymore you're just like <laughs> do, I, do I just give you the elbow like how
0: do we greet each other it's weird <laughs> right it's like overwhelming I know we've gone to a spot where we're all in our car but there was a bunch of people that'll like hey 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 yeah it's like your brain isn't used to like <laughs> yeah. trying to have so many conversations mean it's definitely going to be a a weird tr- you know transition back back into life as a dj you know we're going from nothing to everything but i see people i saw someone post today like oh i'm flying to oklahoma to go dj and people in arizona texas vegas crazy i mean we'll see where this goes you know like people could be listening to this podcast in two weeks and things could be completely different so i don't know good luck to everyone i hope i hope everything goes good but yeah you know We'll see. We're both in LA, and it's definitely still locked down here. Um, but you could feel it opening back up. Like I drove around; I was on Ventura Boulevard this weekend, and I mean, restaurants were packed. Like spots yeah, were packed. Like packed. out on the street,
1: everywhere. Other than other than the stores that are still boarded up from all the protests. Yo,
0: it's Ventura,
1: Ventura was pretty boarded up. We we drove by like three days ago. It was like 80% boarded up. It was crazy. Same. At least, was, at least over by me.
0: No, nah, no, nah, same thing. I drove all the way like from Studio City down like through Sherman Oaks almost to Encino and so much stuff is still boarded up, which I was kind of like, why? But I guess if they're not opening the store, they're like, well, just board it up and then just wait <laughs> until shit opens. I don't know.
1: Yeah, Probably.
0: I mean, yeah, it's definitely such a crazy time, you know, like with, we were all dealing with the COVID stuff and then now obviously racial injustice and all this stuff's been brought to the forefront, you know, and the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, that's like these protests and, and there's no, you know, people are really trying to make huge change. So there's no real end in
1: sight for all that, which is good. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Yeah. but um it but yeah it,
1: it really is crazy like when you just think about the infrastructure of the society and just how where where like if we could just imagine where things would be in two weeks there's no telling at all <laughs>
0: no telling like even today i i saw them like okay there's a ddos attack on the whole world and all the phone services are down and you know like twitch and all these uh, instagram it's like every day is just some insane new thing you know going on yeah but even with the progression of of this like the protest like like we don't know what it's going to be like in two days or or a week but but i have noticed like positive changes Mm -hmm. and things seem to be happening so i think that's good yeah um is that something you ever have to deal with like blatant just racism like in your dj career or
1: on tour or anything um not so much like on tour but i would definitely say growing up like 1000 um being in new york i because i grew up in new york you know when my pops passed we moved out to virginia because my grandmother was in virginia and being that it was still northern virginia like 20 minutes outside of dc it's still Virginia, you know, it's still the yeah. South. So, right. so that was, so that was pretty crazy growing up in like a, like we were, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty diverse. It was a diverse community, but still predominantly white. And so therefore being all my friends would be white. So, you know, I had to deal with a lot of parents who grew up their whole lives in Virginia and still lived in a time where segregation was a real thing, you know, and right. still carried a lot of those, those values with them. So it would be really interesting to see like how people would move around me then how they'd have to move around me around their parents and be like two totally different things. And um, yeah, it's crazy, craziness. Like even just, I got like a bunch of tattoos, you know, like so I want, and and even in New York, like going into an elevator, living in Stytown, you just go in there, there's an old lady in there. The minute she sees me, she's just like clutching her purse and I have to like talk to her and be like, not even talk to her to address it, but just talk to her so she understands that I'm not a like a, a threatening person, you know? Right. You'd get that if she just spoke to me. But the first thing she does is like clench her purse and just make sure that she can get out the elevator on the very next stop, even if she has to take the stairs. You right. know, it's like weird shit, weird shit like that. But I'm 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 happy that the movements that are going on now can hopefully like put an end to a lot of that stuff. And hopefully my son doesn't have to deal with any of that growing up.
0: Exactly, we're trying to raise children that can, you know, like are just better than us, basically, and better yeah, than the people sure. before us, and
1: exactly. exactly
0: put all the stuff we've learned into them, you know. And and I feel like yeah. this is a good learning time, you know. I feel like like I'm on the right team and everything, but I've learned so much in the past few weeks too, um, yeah. even just from history stuff, which is just nuts stuff that I I yeah. never knew about, you know.
1: And honestly same, even even being black, like I've learned so much about my history in in this time, and yeah, different things and the things that we've fought for throughout time, and um just honestly understanding that we're so we're still so close to when everything was still backwards, so that's close. that's been the mind the most mind blowing thing because like wow they they just made like interracial marriage is legal 53 years ago. Like that's crazy to think about. Yeah,
0: Yo, <laughs> you know? that is crazy. And we're, yeah, we're like, we're both in interracial marriages. So it's
1: like, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's beyond
0: wild. And it feels so natural. Like it's not even something we think about, you know, but it, that is crazy. Yeah. I know. Even I read about this woman, Ruby Bridges, and she was the first black girl to get integrated into an all white school. And it, she's 65 years old now. I'm like, that's not even <laughs> that old. Like,
1: that's yeah,
0: crazy. It's not at all, that's crazy. Right. That's that's nuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm encouraged by the passion everyone has for it and, and the progress that's being made. And damn, um, you know, it's it's like I talked last week about how it it affects people in the DJ world and all that stuff. So we got to all yeah. everyone in every industry, I think, can make their make a difference in one way or another.
1: Yeah, for sure. One hundred percent.
0: I remember we met what, a long time ago, like uh, at South by Southwest, I think at yes. like some EDM yeah. trap kind of show at Empire Garage. Was that what it yes, was? Yes, at
1: Empire Garage, yeah. Uh, Jack Gallagher was there. Yes. Um, uh, I forget who else. Yeah. I remember that. That was that had to be well, five, six years ago, maybe. Yeah, at least. At least. At least, yeah. That's crazy. Um,
0: yeah, so crazy. I remember we were chilling in that corner, and then we started talking, and um, and then ever since then, I've seen you around. You know, obviously, with we have so many mutual friends, and then mm-hmm. I mean, you've been killing it, um, in so many different ways. You know, from from your music, putting out your videos, and mm-hmm. um, being on tour with ASAP Ferg and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, South by Southwest, I had Caper on here a couple weeks ago and I had met her, I think, probably that same trip. I mean, South by Southwest is such a great place for DJs to go and Dude. just link up, make connections.
1: The, I feel like that for me growing up every year before before touring was a thing, before like doing a bunch of gigs was a thing. I remember yeah. South by Southwest being the mecca and just knowing like, all right, I can't wait to see all my friends in Austin. I know everybody's going to be out there. Like even the yeah. people that I'm, I hang out with in New York, and I haven't seen them all year, but I'll definitely see them at South by. You know, yeah. it, was, it was definitely that that type of thing. And I've built relationships at South by that I've kept to this day, like in, including ours. You know, but even yeah. even yeah. During us, it's it's pretty awesome.
0: Totally, yeah it's it's amazing. I mean, I encourage all. Once we're back from all this coronavirus shit all up-and-coming DJs or anybody just go. It's like summer camp, like, for DJs, you know, and for just musicians, and it's amazing. I've had some of my most memorable shows, been able to do some of the craziest DJ gigs and just see some of the craziest, you know, performances ever.
1: Yeah, performances, like, activations with brands. Brands seem to, like, really show all out at South by Southwest and really go ham, um, yeah, I've seen like it's crazy. I remember seeing like Moby perform in like a pot belly and like just walking by a pot belly. And I'm like, who's that playing guitar, walking in? And just I'm like, wow, this is this is South by this is the definition of South by
0: that's <laughs> so <laughs> sick. That's so dope. Um, and like we mentioned before, you talked about your father. You know, probably some of our listeners know, some don't, yeah. but you're father was jam master j uh obviously a legendary figure and pioneer mm-hmm. in hip-hop and and djing and probably one of the first people i ever heard or saw djing i mean i remember having my run dmc tape you know in fifth grade yeah. and i was like what even is going on here you know and That's beastie amazing. boys yeah like i remember getting that and i had my beastie boys tape and my run dmc tape and i was just like how are they making these sounds and then then finally yeah. seeing the videos um
1: that's sick that's did you ever sick. get to
0: go like on tour with him or do you have any early memories like
1: yeah we went on to the brandy mc took they did like a family they they brought their family on tour in europe i think it was in 1997 Oh, wow. and like jojo was with us diggy was with us you know the girls were with us my little brother was i think he was like two or right. three you know like diggy was really young too um yeah that was sick that was the first time we went to like london scotland germany brussels i remember so much on that trip which is weird because i was still really young i think i was like six or seven years old but i remember so many things that have actually influenced me today like i saw my first i remember adidas was out there and i think they might have been a sponsor of this tour and at some of the stops they like built these skate parks for oh I dislocated my shoulder the other day, and it just popped. Fully oh no! Popped I feel like I Literally heard just, it. <laughs> it. Did you hear it? Yes. It, just, it fully popped back in just now. That's crazy. All right, I thought, it was, I thought it was popped in this whole time. <laughs> Babe, my shoulder just popped all the way back in.
0: That's so crazy. We got this podcast is healing right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Um, but yeah, they, they they built this BMX park, and I remember from then on, I've been obsessed with action sports to the point where it's like it's gotten me to the place where I am today it's like skateboarding snowboarding all of that and it was on that tour that I that I actually learned about this stuff so crazy
0: so tight yeah I mean you're like an adrenaline junkie I was I was telling you earlier like I was looking through (laughs) your Instagram and my son saw it and he's like what's he doing and you were like skating doing crazy you know grinding on rails and and, uh, snowboarding jumping out of airplanes so (laughs) yeah like where do you get that so you've always been like an adrenaline junkie kind of like that or
1: i guess i i I guess so i feel like skateboarding to me and snowboarding snowboarding i would say is more the adrenaline because you could really scare yourself on the snowboard skateboarding is more of just like i think it's the culture it's the lifestyle um it's it's the community it's everything that that comes with skateboarding i I fell in love with as a kid. Um, But yeah, I would say the other stuff is definitely because I just love to scare the the shit out of myself. Like I love, I love, I love being scared and just, I love that moment before having to do something and just being scared and just getting through that moment. That's like, that's the addiction for me, I would say.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe that's why you're a DJ.
1: (laughs) Yeah, true. That those are very like being on stage.
0: Because like yeah. you said, all all that stuff influenced you being on tour and you're six years old. I think about things that maybe will be influencing my son. I'm like, will he remember this? I don't know. And yeah. like, you know, I went on tour with Blink-182 and, and he got to come... Be with me for part of it and i always wonder like will he remember this will this influence yeah. him you know oh, sure. he's in the room Let's... watching travis barker you know practice and yeah and, um you know stuff like that but i guess that must have like you said you saw all the the skating and crazy stuff back then but also your dad djing and and all that and yeah there is a similar feeling there where you Obviously, you're not jumping out of an airplane, but you do mm-hmm. still feel like something crazy bad could happen. Like when you're about to DJ, you have that crazy feeling, right?
1: Every time, bro. Without every time. fail, every single time. Yeah. It's this is weird anxiety. Like even even before I do freaking like Twitch sets, it's like <laughs> I know. Even, before, even before my Twitch set, I'm like I'm in my studio, like my brother's in front of me. Nobody's watching, but I still am nervous as hell. Like, what, oh my Why? God. I know.
0: I don't know why it's so. Like no, and you can get your mind right over and over, but there's something about it. But but that's what keeps sucking us back in, and then that's what gives you that ultimate feeling afterwards and during of like the connection. You know, it's like you got to jump in, and then you're connecting with people, and then afterwards you're like, wow, that was amazing.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Got the grin from year to year every time after and during. Right. yeah. I know
0: that's the thing you could see when someone is playing music they like or doing something they like scratching yeah. or whatever, you know, like it shines through, you know, like I've even done parties, private events where I've had people come up to me and they're like, yo, no one's dancing, but I can tell you're having the best time ever and it's making me have a good time. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'm putting my all <laughs> into it no matter yeah. what is going down. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's crazy. So, and so with that, you know, your father being so legendary in the DJ game and all that, um, I've I heard you say in some other interviews, you didn't even really learn to DJ from him, right? You didn't even have turntables in the house very much.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah, he started the Scratch DJ Academy.
0: And, and so he, uh, he
1: started that, really? Yep. Yep. He started that with Robin Sippy. It was, it, was, it was his idea. And um, Rob Prince had like had a similar idea. And I think they came together with the Scratch DJ Academy wow. and they opened up their first school in New York. And I remember he was still alive. He, he opened it a year before he passed. So he got to take us like my brother and I, and um, we went up there. And I remember like learning from like Grand Wizard Theodore and like all these, all these DJs and DJs that, that are still part of the community and the, and the scratch family now yeah. that I ended up going back, I would say, 10 years later you know and actually training with these guys and learning from these guys the same guys that i was with that i went there the first day i ever practiced you know wow. and, um, or first day i ever t- touched the turntables. tables and then i i moved after my pops passed we moved to virginia and then i ended up moving back to new york and interning at the dj school um oh. not necessarily to be a dj but to i went to school for business so i wanted to kind of run the company with rob and have some like family representation in the school again yeah and um and I almost like kind of fell out of love with the business aspect and like fell in love with the art form and just the the just the OG mentality that these these guys had and I, I, I just fell in love with all that and also being like a younger kid in like 2011 2012 and the the type of music that was coming in i felt like i had my ear to the streets and i understood what finding like i i understood what what digging was but digging meant something differently to me than it did to to my ogs and i felt like i had that upper that upper hand on these guys because i was younger and that's what like ignited my fuel as well i was like oh wait like i'm hip onto this technology shit and I feel like I have an upper hand and that that's kind yeah. of what, like fueled me as well in the DJ shit. It's cool. That's dope.
0: I think that's important for people to remember that are coming up too is that you look at these, the OGs or your idols or, or the people that are the bosses of the game and you feel like they're so invincible and you could never get to that point or, or you could never bring something to the table. But... I think if you really look inside of yourself, no matter who you are, like you can bring something to the table. You're going to be talented. You're going to have, you're going to know the music really good. You're going to be good at the technical. There's going to be something that Mm -hmm. you could bring to the table with those people and still build in a way, you know, and it it shouldn't be discouraging. Uh,
1: Yeah. Like I remember like with me, like I I grew up listening, like, like the fact that you went on tour with Blink is like crazy to me. I I I grew up listening to a bunch of, Rock and roll music, like my whole life. I, I right. wasn't really I wasn't really hip hop head. Like I listened to like every band that you would see on Warp Tour. Those were the bands that I loved listening to. Like I went to Warp Tours. I did all of that, right. and that music kind of switched into electronic like, music. Like Sonny Moore was in from first to last, and he made he turned into Skrillex. You know, right. and it, it yeah. was just that evolution of like like rock and roll, emo, pop rock, tr- like transitioned into. EDM shit. So I was that kid, like at this DJ school when I was teaching kids how to scratch, like instead of using like break beats, I was using trap beats. And I was just I was like playing like Uzi records and like like freaking a bunch of shit from the UK and like grime and like weird drum and bass and stuff, you know? And like yeah. I remember all the instructors looking at me like, that's different, you know, but but it stuck and it was like it was like my thing and I kind of got to owned that thing over over there and it's kind of what kept me going. You know, I kinda of feel I felt like I had my own niche.
0: That's dope. That's and you do have your own niche. Like not a lot of people, I think DJing is a thing where people are like, oh, what kind of music do you play? Or what kind of DJ mm-hmm. are you? You know, and it is hard to yeah. be a, a quote unquote open format DJ or someone likes to mix all the genres together. Cause that's what I'm <laughs> like too, you know? And people are like, what's your favorite kind of set? I'm like, when I could play everything and people still rock yeah. me, I could mix Motown, play a, a day to remember play, you know, like yeah. put everything together in some weird way. And the people that get that will stick with me, you know? Um, yeah,
1: exactly. And that's the dream set right there.
0: Yeah. And that was kind of what I got to do on the blink One Eighty Two tour. I, I think it taught me a lot though, was to like adjust my sets towards that rock crowd even more than I thought. I thought they would be a little more open-minded to like hip hop and, dubstep yeah. or whatever but they were very like no we want to hear the shit we no. know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, i still got to get creative with it though and and uh um, yeah. you know and travis barker obviously is i mean one of the best on earth and he's one of the coolest dudes and i would get to jam with him either in the in the green rooms just scratch while he's practicing or we've done yeah. some dj drum sets and it's just
1: like mind-blowing to be able to do that oh, with them wow. that's sick that, yeah. that man is that man is i grew up playing drums i was like one of my first instruments growing up right and i played like all throughout like elementary school throughout middle school played in high school like i was a percussive and like um this musician and yeah travis to me like every time i go to guitar center since i was a kid i'd buy his signature sticks like that was that's was and still is the dude like he's he's the man so that's yeah. amazing that you've gotten the opportunity to work with him so closely.
0: I know, I'm so thankful. And he's just such a cool dude. He's also just so inspirational. Like, I know we keep talking about dad stuff, but he's like an amazing father. Like to be around him is inspirational on the family level and just how he yeah. treats his family and friends and how loyal and just like he does the right thing. Everything he's doing is for I feel like for the right reasons and and he's just yeah. like, family I- like means a lot to him and he also yeah never stops
1: practicing like to the point where yeah, you're
0: like holy shit like you're the best and but he still never stops like just his grind is endless
1: that's amazing i i got to meet him uh one time actually he he was linking with ferg and i was i was with ferg out here in la and he took us to crossroads with, with his with his kids yeah to go eat at that restaurant he was explaining how um, he was inspired by his daughter being a vegan at a young age that that's why he wants to like open up a spot at Crossroads and I remember after, after him saying that I was like oh okay I understand the type of family man you are you know like in order for you like go into even down to your business like your, your family inspires you on the on the business ventures that you take like that's a, that's a huge that's a huge oh, yeah. step and I definitely want to be like that as well
0: Yeah, his kids were on the whole tour with us. You know, they were in his bus. He has his own bus which now with Corona, that seems like the smartest idea ever. <laughs> just own, oh, your own, sure. own your own bus and just go. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, they were with us the whole time. And uh, exactly the same. When we got back, it was my son's birthday, and I hadn't seen him for almost three months. And he took us all to Crossroads, and they bought him like that's this really amazing. dope car set. And, and shout wow. to Crossroads. I mean, that's one of the best vegan restaurants I've ever been to in my life. It's unbelievable. Dude.
1: Beginning of quarantine, they're delivering. We have that shit here at the house. Oh had my God. to, so had good, to, bro. It's so good.
0: Yo, the chicken parm and the and the bro. vegan meatball. It tastes Those, like you're really the oysters. Eating. The, the oysters. I never, oh, I never
1: had them, dude. They have these oysters that are. I think it's uh, I guess it's like fried mu- mushroom, maybe. I don't know something, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, the chicken parm. Is better than actual chicken.
0: I know. I'm like, yo, I would eat vegan food all the time if I could just have this, but then I'll get it from some other vegan spot and be like, okay, not so good.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) But yeah, Crossroads. That's, that's that spot. Um, that's so dope. So, so then since you, you learned DJing through scratch Academy and you learned so much later, um, what were some DJs that influenced you?
1: Um, or who were, I would say a track is definitely like one of my, like my main influences mainly because, um, I remember, well, to be like from the very jump scratch bastard. I remember being a kid and like looking, like looking up DJ videos on YouTube and seeing scratch bastards. Um, I don't know what battle it was, but he did that, that, um, that, that star Wars. I I knew you were going to say that, (laughs) Bro, I was a kid and I saw that on YouTube and like being somebody who's been so subjected to like DJing and they not really at home, but just based on my family, like yeah, that's man. the video that made me be like, I want to learn how to do that. That's like so I sick. like fuck mixing. Like I want to juggle. Like what, what was that that he just did? Like, how did he do that? And I remember, and luckily I've, I've been able to build this guy with a sketch bastard, for years now. He's like my mentor. Um, but I remember seeing that video and just being like, "Shit, that is crazy." I need to learn how to do that. And then, um, and then from then from then on, it, it moved to A Track because I saw what he was doing at, at early ages, you know, and just being like, "Damn, this dude's been killing it for so long." And then building a label like Fool's Gold and putting out music, and it was just more is the trajectory that I wanted to. That I wanted to follow you know like I wanted to be like that turntabless DJ in the EDM world that's rocking both stages and then can go to like the beach Chunkies and like or, or, or anywhere and just destroy sets anywhere everywhere no matter what type of set it is he's gonna body it and he's gonna make it look sick and I remember growing up and seeing that in my early years of DJing and being like yeah Like, he's doing it the way I want to do it. Like, going to EDC and seeing the Fool's Gold stage and, like, A-Trap playing with Tommy Trash. And, all like, it was just, it was so sick. It was dope. Um, So that was definitely another mentor for me. Craze, of course. Um, So many, so many DJs that that have really kept the term art form alive and have been able to kind of move around, not just in the hip-hop scene, and kind of do things on all all levels has really, really intrigued me. For sure.
0: Yeah. No, those are some of the greats. Those are people I look up to, too. And I mean, they're yeah. so inspirational. Even during this lockdown time, they've been so inspirational and active on streaming, mm-hmm. you know, in every yeah. every way. Yeah, for sure. Like, A Track's been doing crazy shit with the his drum machine and the yeah, sets, the and doing drum those two bar yeah. loops of a disco song and then remixing it. And I'm like, yo, this is
1: yeah right <laughs> crazy crazy man i got to I, I was blessed honored to be able to um to attend the playlist retreat last year and oh wow um that was like a moment in time where i remember i'm pretty sure for like the first 24 hours i was just cheesing like this the whole time because <laughs> everywhere i looked it was like somebody who i've like majorly look up looked up to my whole life you know like ever since i've understood what like what i wanted to do in life which is probably like 12 13 like i've been looking at these people i'm just like oh my they're all here they're (laughs) all here like this is like this is like 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 jazzy jeff is like uh professor like professor like x or or, you know like yeah yeah. this is like x-men camp like this is crazy.
0: That is so dope, I know Chris Vea was on here, and he told us about his experience there and it's just yeah, sounds like
1: the best thing ever yeah I, I left that place so uh so inspired, like made so much music after and really like listened to music differently, like really listened to music differently on a on a production level, just from seeing how how people work and how that like the their um like their 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 uh just their workflows and I was like, damn, like I switched my whole game up from since then and really been on it and it's it's dope.
0: Yeah, that's really dope. So have you been uh making beats and
1: stuff or um Yeah, yeah, making beats. Um um a lot of making beats, a lot of like collabing as well. Um this whole Alexander Smash project they were putting out is a is a big collaboration between my friend Seb and I and getting some other DJs to kinda of put some stuff on as some vocal artists as well. Dope. Um, so,
0: so, yeah, I mean, for the people that don't know, you just came out with a single. Um, uh, yes. Called, and um, it's your group, Alexander Smash, in collaboration yep. with DJ Slink,
1: right? Yep, DJ Slink and Cat Clark. Um, okay. DJ yeah. Slink is another big-time person, producer, who almost, like, coined a genre out of his city and is like, yeah. been able to move it around the world, you know? And yep. it was so honored to be able to to be able to get him on a record and honestly the way that came about is i was hitting him up because i was like okay when we we're in the studio we wanted to make a club record and like in honor of like slink and all that but we just listen to that stuff and we we play it out all the time so we're like yeah, let's make a club record cat's in here she's rapping she almost has this azalea banks flow so we're like all right cool let's 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 see let's do a club record yeah and i hit up slink and i'm like yo um, Cause we have a good, we have a good relationship. I was like, yo, um, who masters your music? Like I, I want to send you this record. Um, it's a, it's a club record. So, you know, I got to send it to you, but let me know if you hear anything or if you, if, if you know anybody that can mix it for us, he hit back immediately. Like, yo, let me get on this joint. I was, I looked at my <laughs> phone like, what? That's yes. Amazing. Like, Hell doing yeah. Jumping, do, doing jumping jacks in my bedroom pretty much like so hype. And um, he got on it and killed it. and, and Yeah raps and sentences so, so we just dropped that we've been trying to drop it for a minute now but um we we're just kind of waiting for the right time and then COVID yeah. happened and we we're kind of like all right what's a, what's a better time than now it's like we're not doing anything let's put the music out right
0: yeah and things are starting to trickle back in to society I guess and then there's the yeah. live streams and all that but that's so dope yeah Slink I mean is a legend he probably doesn't get enough credit hopefully you know continues going yeah. up and getting more recognition for, cause yeah, literally created a whole genre. Um, but I love how your track flips like that. It goes from the up tempo back down to the down tempo and, and yeah. her vocals like accent it really good. And then when it drops, you know, it's a, it's a dope club track and it's not, um, should tr- like, not, not like stereotypical or, um, predictable. I want to say. Yeah.
1: Right? yeah, for sure. That, that it, it was almost like a, like when we when somebody be like so so what would you call this i was like it's club music but it's like pop club music it's like it's not your traditional like jersey club record that has like it's just like very like club music is pretty pretty minimal yeah at at the most part like this has a lot more going on you know it's kind of structured a little bit differently more like a song yeah
0: yeah it is very much like a structured song Um, it's dope i mean i really like it so go check that everyone alexander smash what's the song called
1: it's called omm omm yes on my mama
0: on my mama go peep that i'm sure we have it on beat source you could get it get it in your beat source link and play it yeah
1: it's on dj city as well
0: (laughs) dope dj city beat source all your i'm sure it's everywhere i was streaming it Streaming it online, um, and uh, and we were talking about getting, you know, being influenced by DJ videos, a track scratch basted craze, and all that. Um, and you also have a couple pretty huge videos uh, that you put out, right? Um, mm-hmm. That one on the train yeah. and the one with yeah. DJ Scratch. Uh, yep. So people should go go peep that. Uh, like you brought a generator and your turntables onto a moving subway, right, in New York, and just did a yeah. DJ set
1: yeah yeah like the 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 first time the first time we did it we just pulled the generator out into the middle of the street and the second time our manager was like yo how do we how do we make it even crazier and my manager is like clayton he's he's amazing that man and yeah. he's always thinking outside of the box like and i would always be like bro yeah you you're the like you don't dj so you don't know what this shit takes he's like yo i know that anything is possible like let's just figure this shit out you know that's what you need like as you DJ's sometimes that. Sometimes we'll be like, we'll try to keep ourselves in these boxes and we'll yeah. be super pessimistic. It's like, that's not going to work. But well, then the needles are going to skip and this. And, you know, it's like, you just need someone to be like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Just fucking do it. Yeah. You know? Yes. So, so he someone was that Someone that believes
0: that guy. in you, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. So he was that guy. And, um, there was the second one we did on the train was actually hilarious because we did all this work the night before and we got this generator and, um, we were tripping because the generator that we had was going to gas out the fucking the subway train. So we're thinking, all right, oh, if we're on that bitch for two minutes, and like we're just blowing like fucking <laughs> emissions <laughs> into this train, and everybody just closes it. No one knows. So it's not going to be good. Yeah. So we think about we because we run it. Oh, sorry. Hold on. It's all good. It's all good. So we run it like into my apartment like in my great-grandmother's apartment <laughs> like we run it and it just smokes out the whole shit. so we're like oh fuck, that's not gonna work so then we had to figure out like another way so we went to home depot and got like one that needed a battery power and they're like you can you can battery power it with a car battery so we're like uh, all right so i had a car so i was like all right so i guess we'll just try that so we get to the train station we drive my car there we take the car battery out of the car and use that to power the generator the battery power generator and and it was just like and and we got all that on video so if you like look at that 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 first train video you'll see us like we actually got all that and like taking the car battery out of the car like driving the car there taking the car battery out using that to power the turntables and it was just, like, cool little sh- So, And I look back at those routines. I'm just like, oh, I fucking hate it. Like, it's horrible. It's not really a routine, you yeah. know. But, but it had nothing to do with that. It was just taking my turntables and, like, doing something out of the ordinary in another spot, you know. And yeah. just thinking outside the box and having the weird people look at me on the train like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> of course, in New York. Like, what is this guy? I'm, I'm, I don't have any money leave me alone you know like that's not why i'm doing it i'm just like trying to trying to make some content you know yeah yeah
0: that's super tight and then did that lead to was that how you linked up with asap ferg from seeing that video or so the
1: first one yeah the very first one um it was this is like right around the time when purple swag came out in peso so the ASAP mob was like right in the beginning of their their come up and i remixed this purple swag and pesos with this kid MP and I used those songs that I remixed to do a routine. So it like dropped, it dropped on a bunch of blogs. People were talking about it. The radio talked about it. And it was kind of like the first time that I had made a mark like socially. Um, And it was kind of, the I guess like when we, when we, when we look, when we look back at it, we're like, Oh wow. I guess this is the first time that the family's kind of like said anything like coming from my father's side. Like, nobody's really spoken out or like done anything or said anything. So it was all this like, Oh, Jam Master J son. Oh, Jam Master J this, Jam Master J that. So, and that's like why at the end of the day, like why I moved back to New York and why I wanted to be at the school because I felt like my father's legacy wasn't over, you know, I was like, we've got to keep pushing for this man's brand. Like he was, he was unfortunately like taken too early and didn't get to finish. And my mom moved us to Virginia, which was the best thing she could have did. You know, we just had to yeah. get out of New York. But when we were of age, which is like I was about like 19, 20 years old at the time, I'm like, all right, cool, like it's time to go back and like claim that and like have make sure that he has a voice. So that was the first time people were like, Oh shit, like there's more going on with the brand. Like this is cool, this is dope. So that kinda caught fire and the ASAP mob saw it, Rocky, Ferg saw it, and then um it was kind of buzzing around and then their managers, their management saw it and ended up like linking with Ferg at a Drake show. And he was like, yo, you want to be my DJ? And since then it's history.
0: That's is cool. so tight. Yeah. And I mean, he's, you know, I know he comes from a somewhat legendary hip hop family too. And, and his yep. father designing amazing, you know, uh, classic yep. logos and stuff like that. And I mean, yeah. the whole ASAP crew just approaches hip hop from, I feel like the correct right mindset, or in a way, I don't know, you know, what I mean, just like honoring yeah. the history, but create, mm. but, but pushing everything forward, you know, and being That's innovative and, and creating a new sound, being original. I mean, yeah, just uh, you know, that whole crew is one of my favorites, so it yeah. must be amazing to tour with him,
1: dude. It's so amazing touring with him, like, just like, like you said, they like come correct with all that shit, and then I honestly. Believe it's because of where they're from. Like listening to the yeah. stories that he has, it was like way different from my br- upbringing in Virginia. You know, it's like we didn't have crews, and we didn't like dress alike, and everybody didn't wear. If you were in this crew, you had to wear like the polo with the with these and this and that. Like, and if you were yeah. in that crew, you had to wear like Vans and jackets. And like, we didn't come from that. So, so, so I feel like the whole ASAP Mob does come from that, and that helps them just dictate the way it it's supposed to move because that's where, that's how hip hop started. Yeah. You know, so it really gives them this, it's innately in them to just move the way they move. And I've learned so much, so much from, from them. It's been, it's been really cool. Blessed to be able to work with those guys for sure.
0: Yeah. That, that's a super blessing. That's so dope. Um, yeah. And uh, you, can you tell us a little bit about um, dope roots? Like, what is that exactly? I see you, you know i follow the account i see you posting it from clothing to parties is it just an all-around lifestyle brand or what is that
1: yeah it's a collective um okay we started off as like a dj collective and then we kind of moved into the agency realm where we were throwing events and throwing events for other people as well um our main events with dope roots um we were throwing this no ends party and we're still doing it but we haven't COVID and just we moved to LA so we've been kind of like getting our, our ground foundation out here but pretty much bringing like action the action sport community which we love so much with the music scene and bringing those two worlds together so we partnered with X Games built like we are the first one we did was out in New York and we rented this wild warehouse had like 1500 kids come out X Games and us built this 120 foot skate park inside of the, the warehouse and had a bunch of pro skateboarders come and then had a bunch of performers come. We had little P perform squid. Nice, ASAP Ferg, you know, and it was, it was just this sick conglomerate of just these kids. And they came to this place where everything that they've, everything that they stood for was right there under one roof, you know, and that's, that's kind of what we wanted to bring together with dope roots. But other than throwing events, you know, like we, we put music out to our label as well. So all of my music, a lot of the Alexander smash stuff, he got, who's another producer um we drop all our music on there through dope. the label my brother runs the back end so he does all the the, the distribution for us and stuff so it's cool oh,
0: tight and is that what your new single is out on
1: yep it's uh, we dropped it under dope roots yeah nice yeah um dope Keeping yeah, so everything I, under under one umbrella you know just
0: yeah as you should i mean it's cool and to be able to partner with the big brands like that and stuff yeah um all right, well, I know you got to get out of here. Um, you got time for a couple more questions or you got to go?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's get a couple more.
0: Do that dad life. Um, all right, well, um, I guess, like we talked earlier about, like, mixing genres. Like, I I know that that is some, you know, yes, you tour with ASAP Ferg, very hip-hop heavy thing, but like you said, you came up listening to so much different kind of music. You were a musician. Do you have, like, a specific approach, like, or thought process to mixing different genres together? Or is it just like a natural thing? Like I'm just gonna mess around until I get something good.
1: Kind of just mess around, just trial and error. Just mess around until I get something good. Um, I, I loved playing with people's edits and like things that people put together. Like I just found on um, on Benzie's service, um, this A Day to Remember edit that's like so crazy you know so like playing with like little like acapella intros that they use for those and like mixing in with my own things or like kind of making edits or making little tools to to make those things work but really it's just trial and error for me
0: yeah i know a day to remember they were on that blink tour so i got to know them like really well like over the past three months they're like the coolest i love those dudes so much Um, but I downloaded a ton of their music and I was trying to figure out ways to mix it together. It's so crazy. I'm like, I was trying to show them. I'm like, I looped this part or did this, you know, but it's so (laughs) not
1: uh DJ based, you know, but yeah, it's um, tough. It's weird. Yeah. I found with a lot of that music that I was listening to growing up too, like they weren't using click tracks and nothing. So like a lot of that stuff isn't on time, but that's what made it what it was, you know? And that's, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, exactly, and that's what even when I was on that tour trying to figure out how to drop things, I'm like, okay, it's not if it's not quantized, yeah, I gotta just use the drum fill or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, crazy. Um, and then, but that that also like pushes us as DJs as well. You know, it's like yeah, you can't you can't just like you can't give somebody who just knows how to mix intro edits that type of music and ask them yeah. to mix that creatively. They'll be so stuck, you know. So it kind of makes kind of lets you flex as a DJ as well
0: yeah exactly and it like forces you to be out of your comfort zone and like think of make a mistake almost and be like oh that works you know
1: yeah yeah exactly like, oh
0: shit that goes over that yeah. um do you um so you said you've been doing live streams like twitch sets
1: yeah i've done a few with audio mac audio mac has been uh we've been using our studio to kind of stream some live sets nice. so i did one for them i did another one for from my friends in Austin actually called thank you for sweating and um so, and I did another one on on Instagram Live, so I've done like three so far nice
0: yeah, yeah. me too a few I going to I'm gonna get back into it um my son like loves doing it he keeps being like let's do it together I'm like all right <laughs> oh yeah that's cool that's um, definitely cool you have any advice for either up and coming DJs or just DJs that are trying to just make it to the next level?
1: Um yeah, I would say yeah. practice, practice, practice. Honestly, like coming from yeah. the Scratch DJ Academy, yeah. I really really value just what what practicing is and I and I can tell you that being like a touring DJ, um I don't get nearly the the amount of practice in that I want to because yeah, I'm like th- every night i'm playing like okay if, I, if i'm i'll play like a 30 minute set and you better believe like i already have that 30 minute set in my head even if i have to switch a little bit it's a i'm power dropping and doing this and doing that i'm not really working on cuts and um djing for an artist so i don't really play out or like it's for, at least when i'm on tour there'll be like three months where i'm not really like playing out you know and i'll Get back to a gig after those those three months do like a two-hour set and i'll feel like it's my first time djing ever so regardless whether you're in front of your turntables you really have to make the effort to practice and practice and practice and go out of your comfort zone download new music don't just keep listening or playing the same stuff that you're used to playing um because there'll be times where you'll go and you'll think that your set is rocking and you'll play for a crowd and they'll look at you crazy like This is not it. This is not it, you know? So you really have to just, um, make yourself well-rounded and, and practice, practice, practice. And don't think that your shit's whack because it's not. So play the shit that you want to list play, but make sure, make sure that you're practicing. Yep. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Practice, practice. You just got to get to know your music, feel good about what you're playing. And then yeah, genuinely like it, you know? Yeah. Um, I put uh, on the internet, I asked if anyone had any questions for you and got a few responses. Um, mm-hmm. I got, I don't know, uh, let's see. I got, uh, you know, Stone Rock?
1: Stone Rock, uh-uh. okay. Stone uh
0: Okay, then maybe you might not uh, know the answer to this question. But uh, he's a DJ. He's really dope from L.A. But uh, he says, what are your thoughts on the Captain's mixtape Yachty by Nature? Okay, <laughs>
1: Oh, I, have, I haven't peeped it yet. I okay.
0: got to check it out. All right. Let's see. Dope, it's Domino. He writes in like every week. So shout to him. He's like my virtual co-host at this point. Um, What's well, up, <laughs> <hot>, man? <laughs> he's tight too. I've checked out his videos. He has some dope scratch routines and stuff. Um, he had a couple of questions. Sometimes his are, let's see. He said, uh, do you believe black DJs have more value within the context of current events?
1: No. So deep question. No. I do not. I, I believe that, um, I believe that everybody, regardless of race, like has their, has their ups and downs with, 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 um, with DJing, you know, and, um, yeah. regardless of their race, people are always going to deal with things and it's going right. to be against them, you know? So people just have to deal with, deal with it the way they are. I don't think just because that it, like it's black lives matter right now. I don't feel like we have the upper hand just because of the current events right now, you know?
0: Right. And then he followed up, he said, what do you feel would help progress black DJs in the mainstream
1: market? Um, Domino getting deep. Domino getting deep. I would say, <laughs> I feel like what would help us progress is just the um, um, the stigma that like black DJs got to play black music. Right. I feel like if if we just dropped the race when it comes to music as well i feel like th- we would open up in so many ways like i don't see nearly enough black djs in the edm scene and i feel like it's because people think that like black people don't listen to techno music or right. you know everybody yeah. wants to call edm techno. you know it's like yeah and that's that's it's just it's just not what it is like so um yeah i feel like that stigma should go away and Feel like the black community would open up a little bit more when it comes to dj
0: that's a good good take on it and then let's see one more alex Pedror said um when did you start living off music and how
1: um i started living off music when i started touring uh, i started touring yeah i started touring with ASAP ferrig and i went from like not, not- like for being home and like eating dollar slices every day, you know, like yeah. bagels, ba- bacon, egg and cheese for two dollars in the morning, dollar <laughs> slice for lunch and then whatever my great grandmother is cooking for dinner because that's <laughs> yeah. all I could afford. Right. And then um I it went from that to like never being home and just being on the road twenty four seven. And um then I got to got my own apartment from then on, you know, I moved to Town with my my manager and my homies and I kinda took it from there. That's
0: tight. And um, you have any, um, you have, oh, so, in, and what else is coming up? Like, uh, you're just going to be pushing Alexander Smash and then hopefully yep. getting back on tour and stuff?
1: Yep. I'll be dropping my well, music under, under TJ Mizell as well, Alexander Smash. Um, we should so, we'll probably be dropping music every, It's not every month, every other month out of Alexander Smash. We have records that we've been working on for months now that we're just excited to drop um so we'll be doing that there'll be a few other drops under the dope roots label you know under t-gut t-gut has some crazy bangers really in the pipeline yeah like some crazy shit with ferg some crazy shit with like some like they just went out i was um, waiting for my kid to come so they went out to australia taylor and ferg t-gut and they made some crazy music so Wow. there'll be some cool stuff coming out of coming out of the dopewoods label for sure and definitely some events as soon as as soon as this COVID thing releases and we get to get back to back to business we'll be throwing some wild events that you guys can check out for that
0: dope all right where can everyone find you uh and everything
1: online um it's tj mezell at tj Mizell for everything twitter instagram facebook all that um and alexander smash same thing but it's alexander with an a-r at the end not an e-r so a-l-e-x-a-n-d-a-r smash
0: right i had to i learned my lesson on that because i was typing in spotify and i'm like i can't find it
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: yep um dope all right and dope roots with the underscore at the end is the instagram yes. for that right yep let's uh, for that dope all right you got any a message for for the djs and the listeners out there before we get out of here
1: peace and love guys let's leave life with peace and love and a positive mental attitude i'm with you that's all i gotta say
0: hell yeah (laughs) dope well tj myzel thank you so much for coming on the 20 podcast
1: thank you for having me man i appreciate it i i've i've been looking up to you for years so this is this is an honor for to to be able to be on this thank you so much
0: oh thank you man i appreciate it all right we'll go enjoy family time and uh i will talk to you soon peace
1: thank you bro peace And that was the 20 with DJ Spider.